Howdy, Baylor Nation. Welcome to Don't Feed the Bears. I'm DJ Ramirez, sports editor of the Baylor Lariat. We've got another special guest for y'all this week. But first, here is your Baylor Sports Weekend Recap. Baylor men's tennis went 9-9 at the TCU Invitational in Fort Worth this weekend, with redshirt sophomore Finn Bass putting up a perfect 3-0 record in singles matches. Baylor soccer fell 2-1 to 7th-ranked West Virginia and Morgantown and are now sporting one win, two losses, and three draws on the season. Senior goalkeeper Jennifer Watt recorded a season-high seven saves against the Mountaineers and is tied for first in the Big 12 in saves and shutouts. Women's golf is now ranked number one in the nation after taking first place in both the Schooner Classic and the Betsy Rawls Invitational. Number two ranked volleyball took a series win over Texas Tech in Lubbock this weekend, winning a five-set battle against the Red Raiders on Friday and grabbing the three-set sweep on Saturday. The Bears picked up Big 12 weekly honors for the second week in a row, with senior outside hitter Yossiana Presley being named Offensive Player of the Week after putting down 50 kills through two matches against Texas Tech. Graduate middle blocker Lachey Harper takes her first weekly award as a Baylor Bear as the Defensive Player of the Week, collecting 13 blocks in the series against the Red Raiders. And last but not least, Baylor Cross Country placed in the top 10 during Texas A&M's Arturo Barrios Invitational this weekend, with the women placing 3rd and the men taking 5th in the team scores. Lily Jacobs placed 10th individually with a time of 21-15.8 in the women's 6K, and Ryan Day took 15th individually, recording a personal best 24-37.2 in the men's 8K. And that is your Baylor Sports Weekend Recap. All right, all right, all right, Baylor fans. Nobody said it was going to be easy playing football in the era of COVID-19. And unfortunately, we had to have homecoming without a football game this year. Um, but the wheels are going to keep turning and Baylor football is back to practice. They're ready to take on the Longhorns. They're, you know, we're all super excited because this is the game that everybody waits for year in and year out, you know, aside from maybe facing Oklahoma. Um, so here to talk some Texas football with me and maybe among other things, <laughs> it's uh, from down at the 40 acres, our friend from the Daily Texan, the sports editor, Miss Maya Taylor. Welcome hey, to thanks the for, Thanks for having me. Okay, so Maya, Texas is coming off a of bye week after a really tough loss against Oklahoma uh, in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, where do you feel the team stands after that? You know, it's been a crazy bye week because we've had, there's been a lot of controversy here at UT. I'm sure you've heard with the whole like Eyes of Texas thing. Um, and then just questions about Herman, like where he stands. And a lot of people are thinking that the team is very splintered and fractured right now. But the players, the coaches, they're saying otherwise. They're unified. They're just really focused on minimizing mental errors and just being focused. The last couple games that they've lost have, you know, come down to basically the end. And so they're just trying to finish. And I think that's their main goal this week is just to finish and like minimize those errors. All right. Um, and I wanted to ask you about the whole Eyes of Texas thing and why it's uh, been such a hot topic, why it's been so controversial, especially with, you know, the way that the football players have dealt with it. Yeah. So over the summer, in light of all of the um, conversations the country started having about race, um, a bunch of student athletes at UT uh, requested the university to remove the Eyes of Texas as the alma mater. 
Um, and it caused a lot of controversy because, you know, there's a lot of alumni and, you know, also current students too, uh, that the song means a lot to them. It's, you know, a tradition, but it has some origins and minstrelsy and just stuff like that. And so a lot of athletes have tried getting rid of it. Um, it kind of took on a new form um, at the Cotton Bowl because Sam Ellinger was on the field seemingly by himself singing the song while the rest, most of the team was in the locker room. Um, and so a lot of fans are just kind of, they're just very divided over it. Uh, it's, you know, there's just lots of, there's been lots of conversations about what it means to this person versus what it means to the next person. And so it's something that the university, the players, they're just trying to work through and it's an ongoing situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and shifting a little bit more towards talking football, um, what do you think Texas's biggest challenge will be when they face Baylor this weekend? You know, honestly, I think it's I think it's Charlie Brewer. Um, just because he, you know he's a mobile quarterback, um, he he can make plays on his feet, and our defense has struggled. Um, and Baylor usually has pretty good receivers too, and so that's something that worries me also um, because. Our, our defense is not great. Tackling's not great. Um, I don't know if you saw the TCU game. There was one formation where they were lined up and Max Duggan just ran it straight in. Like there was a huge hole. And so I think Brewer is definitely capable of doing the same thing. So I think the defense has to be locked in. Not to say the offense doesn't need work too, but I'm not, as, I'm not quite as concerned about them. And on the opposite side of things, what do you think Baylor's biggest challenge would be in facing the Longhorns? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like this whole like the COVID situation that has struck Baylor, I think that might be a big part of it just because the team hasn't really like played as much. Um, And so like to come into Austin, like Texas has played, they just rested a week. That's, you know, I think that'll be like a big obstacle. Well, on the other side of things, I guess you could say that Baylor's pretty well rested since we haven't had a game in time. That is true. That is very true. Yeah. Well, um, moving on a little bit from football, because, you know, we're, we obviously don't have as big a sample size um, in, in terms of how Baylor has played um, as much as we've seen Texas play. Um, but I want to ask you about volleyball, because Texas and Baylor have the top two teams in the country, which I think is, they're un- undoubtedly the best in the nation, even with the Big Ten involved. And the Big Ten usually has some pretty good volleyball. Uh, but even without that, like number one and number two in the rankings, week in and week out. Um, and I may be a little biased <laughs> about, because we cover the Big 12 so much that, you know, they're the best teams. Um, after four matches and we're still, a while away from facing each other, but how do you think that Texas volleyball is doing right now um, and and what they might look like whenever the Bears go down to Austin? Yeah, they just, they're killing it. Like, I always, like, I was talking with some people and I'm like, honestly, we just need to, like, focus more on the volleyball team and not the football team because they're actually, like, dominating. Um, They're super fun to watch and they're just a very tight-knit group. You can tell that they're close. They, like, they're like a family, um, and so that you, it shows in the court. Logan Eggleston has been having a great year, um, so I, I think they're going to continue to do well. Baylor is the only team that worries me, as far as like how they would do in, in terms of like because they're only playing Big Twelve opponents this year. But they've, 
um they've been like sweeping people they've they've done really well so i think whenever we do play baylor it's going to be a fun one yeah i mean i think in terms of our volleyball team we did start out kind of shaky dropping our first match to kansas but came back really strong we've had a couple of matches where we've had to go five sets uh we're missing hannah sedwick formerly known as hannah Locken, uh because she got married back in may um uh, she was our, you know, star setter last season. Uh, but I think Kelly Williams has come in and really knocked it out of the park um, and done really well in that position. And obviously we still have Yossi Presley, who's player of the year um, for both the Big 12 and the National Player of the Year. Um, so I'm really excited. I wish we were playing the game in Gregory. <laughs> because that atmosphere is always crazy but I think the um I think we're playing the Irwin Center because of COVID restrictions um yeah I also wish that it was like a home and away where we play a match there and a match here um but obviously that can't happen because COVID restrictions yeah. so. That's something I thought about too because it's like you know they're playing back-to-back -back matches against teams and it's like it'd be cool if you know, it could be more even where it's like, okay, like we put you once there, you play us here, but with COVID, yeah. that's probably hard to do. Um, and I think that the match got moved as well because we we're supposed to play Friday, no, Thursday, take a break on Friday and then play again on Saturday, but they moved them both to be Thursday, Friday matches. Um, yeah, but I guess <laughs> we can we can talk more volleyball once the time comes. I just thought it'd be interesting to really- um, Yeah. I'll bring that in. Uh, and for those of y'all that don't know, the football field is not the only place where the Longhorns and the Bears will meet for battle this weekend. Uh, they will also face each other on the tennis court. Uh, Baylor women's tennis and UT women's tennis will compete in the HEB Baylor versus Texas shootout at the Heard Tennis Center in Waco this weekend. And the men's tennis team is also playing in the ITA regional this weekend. Um, Texas and Baylor are both in that competition. Uh, in terms of, you know, tennis, both schools have really great programs. So what's yeah. your viewpoint on, on how tennis is done, um, especially facing Big 12 um, yeah. for the first time this year? There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of young talent on both of the Texas tennis teams. Uh, we have Malika Rapalu on the women's side. She's been doing very well. Um, and then we have a lot of young players on the men's team also that have done well at tournaments. Overall, um, it, it, they've seemed to have like won a lot of different matches. I'm not sure if they've like won any tournaments, um, but they've, they've done pretty well in singles and doubles across the competition. So it should be really cool. I think Baylor has only competed in the TCU Invitational so far. We've had a few like uh, matches here that have kind of just been you know, for fun, they don't really count. Um, I know this past weekend, um, we we only dropped two singles matches to Texas when we played them. Okay, yeah, I was like, I remember editing like someone's stuff, but I, the, the names, there's so many names. Yeah, and I think we picked up wins um, on the doubles court as well. Those were really tough fought matches. Uh, yeah, so that's exciting getting to play because Texas won the national championship, I think, what, 20? That was 2019. Yes. Um, and I think Baylor had a chance this year. Uh, we had some pretty good players. We, it, and most of them are coming back. Um, and then we had a couple of transfers come in that competed this past weekend that I thought did really well. Um, well, cool. Um, 
I think that's all for us today. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see y'all this weekend. Yeah. Knock on wood, you know. <laughs> I know, hopefully. I'm hoping. <laughs> Nothing else um happens, but okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Before we go, here's what's happening this week in Baylor sports. Baylor soccer hosts Kansas State Thursday night at 7 p.m. at Betty Lou May soccer field, still looking for their second win of the season. Number two, Baylor volleyball continues its road trip, taking on Iowa State in Ames with Friday's match starting at 6.30 and Saturday's match tipping off at 4 p.m. Both soccer and volleyball matches will be streamed on ESPN+. Number one, women's golf hunts for its third straight title this fall, heading up to Stillwater for the Cowgirl Classic. Women's tennis takes on Texas at the HEB Baylor versus Texas shootout at the Heard Center, while the men's tennis team competes in the ITA Regional at the Waco Regional Tennis Center. And the moment we've all been waiting for, Baylor football takes on the Texas Longhorns at 2.30 p.m. this Saturday in Austin. The game will be broadcast on ESPN and ESPN+. You can find all you need to know about what's happening in Baylor sports at the Baylor Lariat website and follow at BU Lariat Sports on Twitter for all the action this weekend. Don't forget to check out the Daily Texans coverage this week as well for everything you need to know on the Texas Longhorns. Thanks so much to Maya Taylor for joining us this week. Thank you all for tuning in. Catch us next time. And we're begging you to please, please don't feed the bears. Thank you.